Hi, I'm Addie. And I'm Natalie. And this is To Chill and Talking Bird. This episode is called To Conspire a Theory. We'll be talking about some various theories about To Kill a Mockingbird. So today we're going to be talking about three different conspiracy theories in To Kill a Mockingbird, and two of them are very similar. So a basic like gist of what they are is, is To Kill a Mockingbird a love story, and is To Kill a Mockingbird an autobiography? Harper Lee has confirmed some of these rumors, and she's also denied some of them, so... So what we're going to do next is rate To Kill a Mockingbird on a scale of 1 to 5 stars. So Natalie, what is your rating? I would give To Kill a Mockingbird 4.5 stars because it lost 0.5 of a star because it took 10 chapters to get to something exciting. But, like, I really enjoyed the end of the book with the court case and the mob scene. So, what about you, Addie? I would also give it a 4.5, and I hate to do that because I feel, like, so close to five stars. But the reason being, same as Natalie, because the intro was really slow. And I also kind of felt like it was a little bit awkward with the trial being in the middle of the book. Is kind of what I felt like it was in the middle of the book. But I liked that at the same time. Alex? So I give it a four, I give it four stars because I loved how much symbolism was in the book. I loved how Harper Lee hinted at things in the future without being too obvious about it, like some authors do. Um, but I did think that it took, it, there was just too much exposition, though I also think that she could have honestly had more because I was so confused throughout the book. I sometimes would realize that there's a character that I didn't know existed until about 30 chapters in. So, yeah. Our first topic is part one of Is to Kill a Mockingbird a Love Story? Platonic Love. One of my favorite examples of this is Boo Radley and Scapin' Jim. So, even though they continually torment him throughout the first half of the book by making a game out of him and making a mockery out of him, he will eventually save their lives in the end of the book. And he, it's with the simple gestures, with the tree hole items and giving Scout a blanket during the fire. I wonder if Boo Radley also loved Dill, even though Dill was kind of in on the whole mockery part of it. But can you blame them for mocking him? I would say the whole Boo Radley situation is awkward and uncomfortable for these young kids to understand. And the only way they can cope with the situation is by making a joke out of it. I don't even think it's that it's like coping with it. I think they just don't understand it because it's not, it doesn't seem real to them. It's more of a ghost story. Yeah, as, as far as they're concerned, he's just an urban legend. He's not actually a person like, that can get his feelings hurt. So what other examples of platonic love are there? I have Scout and Jim. So like one of my favorites is again when they're getting attacked by Bob Mule. That's just one of my favorite parts in the book in general. So Jim's immediate reaction is make sure Scout's okay. He makes sure he's okay even while he's getting attacked. You hear him yell like for her to run away. Scout brother and sisterly love. <laughs> I really like that actually because you know, the entire book, they have their usual brother-sister drama, 
like don't touch my toys scout and then when it comes down to the nitty-gritty and real life situations scout and gem would just love each other they, they love each other two peas in a pod our next theory is that to kill a mockingbird has autobiographical elements and the first example is that boo radley is harper lee's mom now if you knew about harper lee her mother growing up had mental illness and she was there in her life but she wasn't present you know she wasn't mentally around she wasn't as much of a motherly figure yeah and in the book boo radley is really i think he's like a motherly figure to gem and scout because a mom would do anything to protect her kids and this just stranger from across the street saved these two kids from the other side of the street from getting killed and that also could be how harper lee felt about her mother just like a stranger across the street even though it was her mother because she wasn't really there like a mother would be i think harper lee like she still loved her mother and she still felt that her mom would do anything for her. She just didn't feel like she was there presently in her everyday life. Also, like, her publishing a book is such a big milestone in her life, and her mom had mental illness, which at the time, it was looked so down upon if you couldn't fully function in society. And she probably wanted her mother to be part of her book, and the only way she could do that was to not put mom next to her name. Mm-hmm. So what else is there, like, autobiographical elements in the book? Well, it is quoted from Harper Lee in an interview that her sister Alice is Atticus in a skirt. So if that doesn't scream autobiography, I don't know what does. Now, if I'm going to play devil's advocate here, you could just say that it's not really auto- an autobiography. It's more of just a book with elements from Harper Lee's life. Yeah, but it's not a new practice for authors to write about what they know, but the fact that she denies that it has autobiographical evidence, really just, it's not good. So even though Harper Lee denies that To Kill a Mockingbird is autobiographical, I think you could still confirm the point that it has autobiographical evidence and that readers should be able to know that. So they know that out there, there's people like Atticus fighting for justice for everyone. So we are going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we will start talking about more about how To Kill a Mockingbird is a love story. Mockingbird is a love story in different ways. So we have talked about how To Kill a Mockingbird is a platonic love story, but I'm going to talk about how To Kill a Mockingbird is actually a story surrounding a love triangle. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a bit of a strange theory, but my theory is that To Kill a Mockingbird is a love triangle between Atticus, Justice, and Atticus and his children. So Atticus loves justice and Atticus loves his children. So that's the triangle. <laughs> okay, I get it. So the love triangle in this, so most triangles, love triangles in stories, someone can't decide between 
to people. Like they're being selfish and they just want everything. They want every all the people. But in this case, Atticus is actually being completely selfless and he is trying to put 100% of himself into two things that need his attention that are also unselfish and things that he should be paying attention to. But he's trying to split his time between them while still giving them both his full attention. So some evidence from that is in, so when Atticus, a huge key of when Atticus loves justice is during his closing argument. So he, during the end, he's talking all about how uh, the court system is the only place in the world that's fair and the only place in the world that is equal for everyone because he's mad that his talent is so unfair and so racially biased. So he gets to be a lawyer and he gets to be fair and he gets to have fairness. So he's trying to convince the jury to obey that and to contribute to that fairness. Um, and then one of the biggest things about his love for his children is when he's at the end of the book where he's talking to Hectate and he's trying to tell him about how he wants to defend Jem because he can't lose them and he wants to be a good example for them. So the whole love triangle aspect is just that he is sometimes forced to decide between justice and his children, sometimes forced to, de to decide between which to spend time with, which to help. And so, but I think that he does a good job of trying to spread his attention, not deciding between them. So kind of backtracking to the beginning, of what Alex said a little bit. I think what Atticus is going through really relates to a lot of single working parents today yeah. trying to find a healthy balance between their work life and their personal life and giving as much attention to their job as to their kids. Because they have to provide for their kids. And it's not even just single parents. It's still all parents. All, all parents. parents just trying to find that proper balance because you don't want to give too much to your work life where your kids feel like they're being just ignored, but you also don't want to spend so much attention on your kids that your work life suffers. You can even say that it's not just parents. Like, people constantly have to find balances between two things in their lives, or even more than two things. Balances between our school and social life. Yeah, just, it's a constant balancing act between everything in life. Yeah. So, as we said at the beginning of this episode, Harper Lee has confirmed one of these theories and denied one of them. So, what we're going to do now is reveal which one is which. So, Addie? The love story theory is confirmed by Harper Lee. And the autobiographical elements theory is 100% denied. She is convinced that people are crazy and that... There's no autobiographical evidence at all. But we don't believe her. I don't believe her. <laughs> Natalie did wrote, make some very, very good points that I mean, we all think Harper, Harper Lee is a She did right some now. real sleuthing. Yeah, I would have totally debated with her, but you know, R.I.P. Harper Lee. I actually did not know she was dead, so, you know. Yeah, but she totally 100% confirms that it is a love story. She will not elaborate on that. She just says it's a love story and leaves it at that, which is super helpful to everyone involved. To quote her. It is a love story, plain and simple, so that's also fun. So our last thing, we'll be doing five words or less on our opinions of these theories, and we're going to start with Alex. Okay, so my five words or less is Atticus balances justice and children. Natalie? 
Okay, so we're not going to comment on the grammatical part of the sentence, but autobiography, no. Autobiography elements, yes. I appreciate the, the gist. The enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. I got the gist, the and I agree with it. What about Addie? Okay, so once again, mine does not make grammatical sense. So crazy and utterly believable. <laughs> Okay, well, that about sums up our opinions on both To Kill a Mockingbird and the theory, the many theories within it. So thank you for joining us on this episode of To Chill and Talkingbird to Conspire a Theory. Keep conspiring. And inspiring. And don't accept hacks of gum from strangers. Bye. Bye. Bye.